Hello and welcome to Brewskies and House Keys. We are here at Remax Alliance in Old Town, Arvada, and I am Nicole Kostelecki. And I am Nick Papantanakis. So, how's it going? Really good. Really, really good. It's I, good. I know I mention this a lot, but I don't know if I've ever said it while we are actually recording. This is something I look forward to every single time we record an episode. Every week. Because it's two things I love, beer and hanging out with very wonderful people. So, very true. Oh. Right, yeah, you know. <laughs> sentimental moment. And recording. And now, yeah. You know. It's my favorite. <laughs> well, yeah, and you love recording, so. Uh, nope, life's been good, um, you know, both on the real estate world and otherwise. Yeah. Um, what have you been up to these last few weeks? I feel like I've been so busy. I'm actually looking forward to October because I feel like my life will finally slow down. But I had a bachelorette party last weekend. Oh, boy. So, yeah. Were there a few of these involved? Um, there was a couple. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we did some crafting and some tubing. Interesting. Yeah, it was a, it was a fun little mix of events. I dig it. So, and yeah. you have... Don't you have, uh, you said October, it reminds me, don't you have your Oktoberfest coming up? I do, but I need to find a band. I'm jealous. Because I just had someone back out. So, you heard anyone it. anyone knows of a band. <laughs> anyone knows a band. Or a singer. Let you hit know. Nicole up. Let me know. Yeah, how about you? Well, I think my, my favorite thing that's happened in the last couple of weeks is going to the last preseason Broncos game on Saturday with my wife. Um... Yes, it's the last preseason game. No, you don't see any starters. But, man, it I just got me so excited because we are actually have some hope this season. It feels good to know that that's out there, and it's, what, 13, 12 days until first game. So I need to sign, do my <sighs> pigskin pick-em. And do you do a league? It sounds like, it sounds it like I need to do pigskin pick-em with that's you. That's a fun one. I do fantasy football, but fantasy. that's, its own, that's okay. its own podcast. We can do yeah. you know, <laughs> fantasies or something. I don't know. That's something different altogether, actually. But a lot. There we go. That's better. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> the the build-up to the football season is always exciting. I don't know why. I'm excited, too. I haven't gone to any preseason games yet, so hopefully. It's on now. I can't yeah. wait. It's, it's going to be a good year, I think. So, so yeah. speaking of good, let's talk about beer. Yes, so we are drinking Tommy Knockers Brewery, which is in Idaho Springs, and I am drinking the Blood Orange IPA, which is very orangey, very hoppy, bitter. It's actually my mom's favorite beer. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yep. I just picked out two flavors from Tommy Knocker, and I didn't know I was picking your mom's favorite. Yeah, you did good. Uh, Tommy Knocker is a really cool brewery. Been there a long time too, up in Idaho Springs. We used to go there after a day of rafting, raft guiding, and, and we would there go after skiing. There you that go. That was our thing. Yeah. Uh, mine over here is called that '90s Brown. It's a it's a maple nut brown ale, and this thing is hazardous because it is delicious and easy drinking and. I mean, it's not as hazardous as some. It's only four and a half percent, so I feel like I could put away five or six and be okay. I'm not going to do that today, <laughs> but uh, it's really good. And and for a brown ale, it doesn't feel overly heavy. I think the, a lot of times those nut brown ales can feel a little bit too heavy. Um, and on a hot day, it doesn't always sound good. This is refreshing. No, that so was pretty light. I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah. One. Um. Yeah. Really cool place up there. They uh, they have a full restaurant too. So uh, rad place to go check out. Whether you're Spending a day in the mountains or not, sometimes it's just fun to drive up and go somewhere different. Yeah, you can go for a hike and then just go 
get a beer after. Highly recommended. Yes, Head out there. Agree. All so right. today, topic on the table is HOAs, or homeowners associations, and party wall agreements. So kind of, um, you know, it doesn't always just apply to attached homes, but we're going to talk about kind of both both topics. What is an HOA? What is a party wall agreement? Um, and what are some pros and cons for both? Yeah. Um, Why don't you start us out with the HOA? Okay. So HOAs, homeowners associations are, um, you know, they're in place to function as uh, kind of to enforce and maintain um, rules for a neighborhood, a subdivision or a building. Uh, you know, typically if you are, if you are out house hunting, you will, you know, be able to look up, are there any HOAs? Are there any HOA fees? And what does that HOA do? Uh, those are really good questions to ask as a buyer. Um, and you know, there's some, there's some pros for sure. They definitely keep that standard at a certain level for that community, whatever that community may be, uh, not only from the communal spaces. So, you know, shared spaces, common areas, but also things like pools, clubhouses, um, parks, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think those are, uh, big pieces for a lot of HOAs They may also provide services. Um, you know, they may do your trash, may include your trash removal or your snow removal, uh, Yard work, even, yeah. landscaping. You'll definitely yeah. see the landscaping thing, mm-hmm. and you'll sometimes even see that they'll um, they'll handle your some like sometimes your sewer and water bill comes through them too. So this kind of depends on the HOA. Uh, not all HOAs are created equal, so uh, it does it does kind of vary. Um, it's a great advantage for people that are looking for a community where they can live, where they don't have to worry about yard work. Not everybody wants to have that yard to maintain, right? Right. We've talked about those people that live in our neighborhoods that. Don't do it. Maybe they'd be better off in an HOA, you know? We don't need yeah, names. But, yeah. you know. um, let's see. What else is a positive? Oh, it, it definitely gives you some support if there's some sort of, you know, quote unquote, weather extreme thing to happen, whether it's flooding, whether it's hail. Um, you know, you have that little bit of support from the HOA where, um, you know, they can, it, it gives you that protection or, or any kind of repair work that gets done um, right. is often fueled through the HOA too. Yeah, or even if there's like flooding in an apartment complex too, like the backup or something. So That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So some some cons that could exist, obviously there's a fee that's associated with it, right? So um, that can vary widely and it just depends on what that HOA does and, and how they are doing financially as an entity. Um, some of those newer build communities, and we did a new build episode a couple episodes back, uh, you know, they have those HOA fees relatively low compared to some others. But what, what you see from that sometimes on those new build communities is that they'll have maybe low HOA fees and you get a lot out of it. But then those, those property taxes are significantly higher than they might be in other areas. And th- so sometimes those, those new build communities will actually work those fees into that, those taxes so that they can guarantee that they get paid. And, uh, we have a, guest in the room today, our managing broker, Phil mentioned right before we started recording that, you know, that's, that's by design. So, you know, you can really, um, as, as the, um, collector of those fees, you can ensure they're going to get paid if it's based on taxes, right? If there is some sort of foreclosure market or. Yeah. So it's just important to look at it and make sure you look at both fees, your taxes, as well as the HOA and just know what you're going to be paying. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a good lender question, you know, being able to put that in front of your lender as you get ready to buy mm-hmm. the property too. So um, other, the only other negative I can really bring up is um, it, it, it does, I guess it's twofold. One, it does kind of restrict you on, you know, possible 
customization of your home or it can. Yeah, or if you want to have a camper, for instance. Like I was just talking to some buyers that they have an RV and they want to store it. But most HOAs do not allow you to do that. So you would have to kind of pay for space somewhere else. Or say you're somebody like an electrician where you have a work truck that has your logo on on the side or whatever, and they don't allow those sometimes. So it is. It's really important to know what kind of restrictions there are. And those are all lined out in the documents. And then also um, if there's any special assessments, that's what they call them within those um, HOA communities are, you know, they're often used to pay for a specific improvement that needs to be. yeah, Yeah. That needs to be done in the area. Um, so those those can all be things that you really have to just pay attention to, I think, as you go into it. Definitely. So how about party wall agreements? All right. So a party wall agreement is a contract between the homeowners. So it's a little bit different where um, you actually have an agreement with all the people that are part of you know, the party wall. So some this can be a duplex or maybe um, multiple attached homes, so three or four. It, we've also been seeing it in some new builds, like that episode we talked about, Sabelle does it with their new builds that they have a party wall agreement. Um, so that's kind of where you see them. And um, the positives, I guess, are it's less restrictive than an HOA. Totally. Yep, so um, everything's going to be unique. It's all agreed up upon between the people that are living there. So if it's a duplex, you guys both have your um, agreements between each other as far as what color can you paint your house or things like um, mowing the lawns and stuff like that. Um, And then also it creates a layer of protection in attached home communities uh, by having mutual accountability between each homeowner. And it's, it's not always um, maybe the same level of accountability as an HOA would, would require. Right. But it's something. It's yeah. versus having nothing at all, you know. So it's, Yeah, they have some bylaws in there mm-hmm. that you will look at. So you kind of have to go based off of that. But then the enforcement is kind of more accountability, I would say. Which can go both ways, right? Right. So. Yeah. Um, another plus is there are no required dues. So, um, but at the same time, if you wanted to kind of go in with the other people on the party wall agreement, you could maybe all get trash removal together or snow removal. So that's kind of... That's actually a good idea. Yeah. Um, Some negatives are that it is highly interpretive. (laughs) So it really is just going to depend on each agreement, how intense they are or how relaxed they are. And then also if there's no HOA, along with the party wall agreement, there's not much to enforce. So kind of like I was saying. Yeah, and that comes down to what kind of neighbors you've got too, right? I mean, or what kind of neighbor you yourself might be. Right, exactly. So if all the neighbors aren't equally like in agreement with the party wall agreement, it could go bad. Yeah. So. So it's a little riskier, right? Right. I agree. Um. But less restrictive at the same time, kind of like if you were to have a single family home without an HOA. Right. Yeah. So there's a, there's a fit for everybody. Some pluses and minuses. Correct. And then this is also a good point to make is usually when you write a home on, well, always when you write a home on the contract and if there, or write a contract on a home, if there is an HOA, then you'll have a chance to go through those documents and decide if you want to move forward or not. That's a very good thing to bring yeah. up. That there's that block of time where you'll actually have that opportunity mm-hmm. to. That can be an option for you to say, I don't agree with these or I don't like that I can't paint my house. 
right. you know, pink, grape, purple. So uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna back out of this deal, and there's no real recourse right. on that on that contract because you do have that out that option as a buyer. So I'm glad you brought that up. That's good. Yeah. Um, as far as the the almighty question of should I live somewhere that has an HOA or party wall agreement, or should I not? It well, really depends. It depends on your situation, um, how much work you want to put into your house or how much work you don't want to put into, I guess I should say, the outside of the house. Um, and then if you want amenities or not. That's that's huge. I, I was talking with a couple of buyers I'm working with right now, and part of their decision-making process on how we are you know, refining this search for them is – I'm not sure that I care about having to maintain my yard. I don't have that desperate need to have a green front lawn in my house that I take care of. And I was like, that's good to know. You know, it's really important for us, the agent, to know that because then we can make sure we're looking at places that have that done for you. You don't have to worry about it. I have some friends that literally moved to an HOA because they were sick of taking care of their lawn. There you go. Yep. Another, I met met a a fellow dad at the park yesterday with the kiddo. Mm -hmm. And he was talking to me about, they used to live out in uh, Reunion, which is a community, for those of you that don't know, um, in kind of East Denver, out kind of near the airport direction. Mm -hmm. Um, Huge, amazing parks. And that's the bulk of what the HOA is for. what he was saying. He's like, you know, we want to move somewhere without an HOA. But I will say, man, those parks were incredible. Because they have two little kids, he and his wife. So um, he's like, man, those, those... those parks were incredible that we loved having it, but a lot of the other pieces of it, they didn't like. So, yeah. cause he had a boat. He's like, and I couldn't park my boat out there. See, so. there you go. Everyone's so. different. You just got to think about what you, what you want in a home. And your needs may change. I mean, yeah. once they had kids, the parks were important, you know, but the boat was also important. I don't know what the yeah. motivation was, but, <laughs> <laughs> but everybody's different. So is the answer, is it better to live in one or not? As always, the answer is what's right for you. Right. I guess. So. All right. So that kind of wraps it up for us today. Um, as always, uh, thank you for listening or watching or both. Uh, in some cases, thank you, Phil, for joining us um, and giving us all the support and love over there. And uh, thanks. You know what we don't do enough? Thank, thank our you, Nico. engineer, podcast guru, yeah. master, Nico. Cheers. <laughs> thank you, sir, for all that you do as well. Uh, making this actually happen, basically, is what, yep. what it comes down to. Because Nicole and I She's talk in rooms often, but it's rarely recorded. It's actually never recorded unless Nico's there. So, um, And then a big thanks to, to Tommy Docker. I mean, delicious beer delicious. On, a, on a happy day like this. Uh, go check them out. They're up in Idaho Springs. We'll make sure the address is available here somewhere in some fancy graphic central area. It might not be right here, but it's going to be close by. And um, as always... If any of this at all has made you laugh, made you cry, made you feel anything at all, or uh, struck your brain, give us a shout, like us, subscribe to us. Uh, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify is where you can find us. And still website coming soon. Stay tuned. We will have that up hopefully soon. And as always, thank you. Yes, thank you. Cheers. Cheers.